So he's saying he's Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor. Yeah, that's a major red flag. Um, <laughs> I know. Hey team. Hey teams. Oh, I like that. I like what you were doing. Hello teams. Welcome to the club. I was doing I was saying team, but I like teams. I do also like teams. Well not you know not in that way. But Oh my god, welcome back. Oh well, welcome back. It's been back. a long, hard 20-year winter vacation, <laughs> it's, according it's to been a lot. It's, it's been, been four years. It's been four, it's been, it's been 84 years. years since we were last allowed on yeah. the air. Since they since the um We actually chose not to do it. <laughs> yeah. And by that, of course, I do mean that we actively elected to not appear on the airwaves for yeah. the entirety of winter break. That was you know. the choice we made. That but we, it's okay. We needed it. We were fully autonomous in that choice. We needed a break. We needed it. We needed that winter break. We needed I needed to get away from you. Hey, guess what? But we've healed. But we healed. We've hit the we've rift. Healed. We've had some we've had some yeah. ups, some downs, some, some epic highs and some deep, deep lows, but Disgusting. Disgusting, Disgusting. But we're Dirty, back. But we're back. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. Hi, who are you? Those are some words that I've wanted to say for a little while for now. Years. I'm president, CEO, CFO, C um C C Captain, C Change, <laughs> Beat Change. Be the change you want to see in, in, the, in the world. In the world. And uh <laughs> baby bean butt bottom boy, Justin Gross. And I am I am the VP. Mm-hmm. The pee pee, the poo poo, the sheepy, the little sheepy that you gotta take care of, <laughs> the little sheep that got killed by the coyote, the coyote, the coyote, ate by that coyote, <laughs> got ate by that coyote. Mm-hmm. I'm deceased, <laughs> but I'm reborn. I'm born anew to be as a human here, person. Yeah, Jim Miller, Gam Miller. If you just heard that Gem. PC, the PC make noise, no, you didn't. It's good. It's nice. Well. Okay. I'm so glad now that we Broke know that who mountain. we are. <laughs> this is the Jake Gyllenhaal Fan Club, and it's been a minute, so I just want to remind everybody that on the Jake Gyllenhaal Fan Club, we watch a new Jake Gyllenhaal film every week, and then yes. we talk about it. Whether or not we yes. liked it, we do talk about it. Yes. As we've learned uh, over the past eight episodes, sometimes we don't like it, and we talk yeah. about it anyway. Yeah. Even when it's not about Jake Gyllenhaal, like with House yeah. of Gucci, which we did not love, but we did talk about. We were we had feelings. We had some thoughts. Not a lot. So on this week's episode of the Jake Gyllenhaal Fan Club, we did in fact watch Brokeback Mountain as a yes. big comeback. The problem with that being the big, big comeback, comeback, big comeback. <laughs> the problem with doing Brokeback Mountain as your big comeback episode is that it's Deeply not depressing. fun and it is sad and everyone will be sad. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, I've got I've got some plans. We have to other talk things. about today's well, episode. We gotta talk, talk so, about something yeah. else first. So first and foremost, we have to talk. I have to turn this down. We have to do Jillian news. So, what is the sound bite? <laughs> what is the sound bite? Is I the wish, beat gonna drop? I what wish is that? that I wasn't the only one who thought this was funny. What is? I'm just confused. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie you Annihilation? Never, no. So I know movie, you said yeah. that you used that last time, yeah, but I, I forgot. So in the movie Annihilation, this is part of the score when an alien, like the freaky <laughs> alien, shows up, and like that's all. Have it you is. seen that movie? Oh, I is love it. Good? It's pretty good. It's very is good. Is the alien scary? Uh, it's, it's like scary. A fa- it's like a faceless version. It's like a faceless humanoid, and then it takes over. Like it takes on the appearance of Natalie Portman, and then she has to scary. fight it. Scary. It's it's good. good is movie. that not the one with the with the uh, enchanted lady? No, that's Arrival. Uh, this is a different one. 
It's interesting that you get that you're getting your um, feminist uh, sci-fi movies mixed up with each other. Um, Are they both it, feminist sci-fi movies? Yeah. Shout out. Well, because they both feature women, so you know. <laughs> it's inherently feminist. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I wanted to talk about Jill and News. Okay. We've got two. I would say huge, but they're interesting pieces of Jill and News. The first is that over the winter break, the Golden Globes, uh, in, in heavy air quotes, happened, and they yeah. weren't great. Yeah, they were great. Choices, they were some pretty odd choices. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal was nominated a lot, but she didn't win anything. I think mm-hmm. she was nominated a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe not a lot for the Golden Globe. Either way, she yeah. she did not win. Nothing no from way. the Lost Daughter won. Um, it's award season still, so the Lost Daughter is picking up some pretty big noms. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, some heavy talk that Olivia Coleman is now the front runner or one of the two front runners for the Best Actress Oscar race after uh, Kristen Stewart was basically assassinated, yeah, in cold, murdered in cold, murdered in cold blood by the SAG by the SAG. But I pray that somehow it's not going to happen. But I do pray. I do it's pray, so but unfair. it's almost certainly not going to happen. It's so unfair. I hope you like Nicole Kidman, second Oscar win, second time people Oscar winner. People are not. People were talking so much about Spencer until they weren't. I think they're still talking about it, but I I think that the way that um, award season coverage goes, like once like a front runner has been declared, I think the conversation does kind of die down about it, unless you can talk <sighs> about that person being robbed. I do think that the, the conversation come Oscar night, which is in March, will be about Kristen Stewart being robbed if she's even nominated at all, which I think she will be. But you when know. nominations come out, March next, next week, next week, no, two weeks from now. What? Yeah, two Ooh. weeks from now. They come out on the seventh or the eighth, okay. the eighth, the eighth of February. Okay, so two weeks from now. Yeah, uh, it's a big bummer for everybody who likes good movies, um, white women, and people with taste. Um, but... I haven't seen this. We're probably going to watch this end of February because I want to see it in We're going to watch it later. Yeah, we're gonna. I've, I've been shifting it around in the schedule. I haven't decided what we're going to do. But we are going to get to The Lost Daughter, as I promised we're on our Instagram. We're going to do it soon. It's you're announcing it at the end. I guess that's what you do. What? Announce the next Oh, yeah, week, I'm going to announce at the end, yeah. Um, but we're going to do The Lost Daughter soon. The other piece of Jill and News that was a lot more fun to me that I did kind yes. of miss out on, but let's talk about it right now. W Magazine does a annual best acting performances issue, um, just cataloging everything that their critics think are the best performances of the past year or the current year. It depends on when they put Lots it out. Lots of good choices. Lots of good choices. Lots of bad choices. Lots of bad choices. And was Jared there? Yes. Boo. One choice Remove that, him. Now, one choice that is significant to this podcast, of course, yeah. is that Jake Gyllenhaal was selected yes. for his performance in the film The Guilty. Which is not, not, it's not, not uncalled not for. It's not uncalled for. It's not a great movie, as we have agreed but upon. Fine. Club, but Jake, Jake is doing his best. He's not as an the problem. Actor. As an actor, his performance is not the problem. Yes. When W Magazine first put out this spread featuring Jake Gyllenhaal, he was wearing a lot of red... And in the shoot, a particularly, and some, and some heart-shaped sunglasses. Does anybody know what that's in reference to? Does anyone to? know what that's in reference to? I don't know about a, you, but I know what that's in reference to. to. Give me, uh, uh, Do you have a soundbite? Goddamn 32. That's right, Taylor. <laughs> that's right, Taylor. It was about you. We do know about you. Can you play so, the Annihilation song again? <laughs> yeah, I can. Oh, I can. I certainly can. But the, the thought process behind this shoot is that people think that that was on purpose. Which I don't know. I don't know for sure, personally. I, <laughs> you are loving it now as much as I do, aren't you? You, you like that? It's so good. I don't think so. I don't think so. I 
annihilation song. Annihilation song. Um, 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 um. I can't believe people you. think that the that the anyway. red and the sunglasses were uh, like a, a choice by the stylist. I don't know if I agree I with. Ho- I, I don't. I think it is. You think so? I think it has to. I'm be. I'm not sure if I 100% agree, but I do think because that it was it was a little pointed. It has to be. You know what was pointed though? The caption. The freaking caption when they first uploaded this. I didn't see it. They immediately changed it. But I saw screenshots. But I did see screenshots. Listener, when they uploaded this photo, this one of the images of the photo shoot featuring the infamous red sunglasses, the only caption words in the caption of this post were red parentheses Jake's version. Shots fired! Shots, shots fired, ladies and gentlemen. It's shots not really shots fired. fired. It's not really safe. It's not anything. shots fired. It's just like a fun little gag. And I thought that the, I thought that that was perfect, and I wish they kept it. They should have kept they it. They should have kept it. He should have. Well, I, we when we talked about red. I'll say it and I'll say it again. Jake Gyllenhaal, you made a huge mistake. You made a huge mistake not being in on the joke. You should have been on the you joke. You should have been, on, should the have been on the joke. I think it would Send have been fine. Send her flowers. Send her flowers. I don't know. Say you found the scarf. Give Dion. That's another piece of Jake Give Gyllenhaal Dion news. Dion Warren doesn't know where the scarf. scarf is. Dion Warwick does not know where the scarf is and she wants it. I always get Diane Warren and, and Dion, Dion Warwick, Warwick confused because they're both musicians. They are? Isn't Diane Warren is the songwriter and Dion Warwick oh, is I don't a musician? Sure. She's a musician, right? Yeah, Dion, yeah. She's the singer. Yes, yeah. Diane Warren just a songwriting. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't Diane, know Diane Warren, Warren is a songwriter. I'm. We're probably making someone very disappointed in us right now. Diane Warren's a songwriter. You are so right. Uh, yeah, they're both musicians, You're and then so they have right. D and W. Except one's Diane, and Di- one's Dion. That's a very scary picture. Can you put that on the Instagram? I will put it on the Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, Diane War- Warren, and she's an Oscar nominee because she writes a lot of these crappy. Um, uh, Songs, soundtrack songs. Yes. Very good. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah. So, anyway, Dion Warwick hasn't found Jake's scarf yet. Jake hasn't found Jake's scarf yet. I don't think we're ever going to find that scarf. But I yeah, think he gave it away cheeky, to the Value yeah, Village. He ate it. A cheeky, hmm. cheeky little jab at, uh, or not jab, a little reference from W Magazine. Personally, I'm yes. obsessed, I obviously. Um, I want more. The Jill and Hooligans are obsessed with it in a bad way where they're like, ha ha ha, that'll show Taylor. And the Swifties are mad because they're like, oh, how, how, how dare Jake Gyllenhaal do that? Like, as if he had any influence over the yeah, W Magazine Yeah, they're shoot. both annoying. Um, yeah, everyone's annoying. What we're learning about fandom is that everyone's annoying. Yeah, very stupid. But I thought it was fun. I love the photo shoot. I always love the W Magazine photo shoots because they're always yeah. like so weird. They're so strange all the time. It's I like, don't let's know put, anything about them. They're always like, let's put these glamorous, hot people in like weird, bad clothes and then yeah, make the photo except not really Adam. Weird. He said no. Adam Driver. Adam said no. Denzel Washington said no. And I and Denzel they are, looked good though. I like Denzel how he looked, looked fine because yeah, but he's he's 60, he was standing quirky. Denzel's sixty-seven, so he, he was can do whatever. He was standing a little quirky. Well, he was sitting. He was sitting. He was doing. He was standing posing. quirky, or as the kids call it, sitting. Either way, either way, they can do whatever they want. Well, Denzel can because he's 67 and he's won two Oscars. Adam Driver ain't no excuse. You get in that weird costume. You get in that weird costume right now. Yeah. Adam Driver. Adam Adam Driver, no excuses. Get in that weird costume. Like, listen, I get it. You're a conservative, not, you know, politically. You're you're perhaps a personally conservative, stylistically conservative. Personally conservative, stylistically conservative. You don't say much. You don't dress like much. I I disagree because you did that ad with the horse. You you be weird. He did do that ad with the horse. Be weirder. Yeah. Be, be, a, be a horse. Be a horse, kid. Be the horse more. Um, be a horse yeah, again. Yeah. Come and come and trotten to the stew. I'm oh, severely disappointed. Uh, so disappointed. By that and only by that. Yeah. Um, but we do have Adam. I, Adam did leave me a message just now. What did he say? Um, he said, "Stop picking on me. Stop picking on me." <laughs> I didn't know where he got that voice from. That was really interesting. He's a very talented voice actor. I did intercept this this from uh uh um, our intern Brittany. Brittany, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Britney Spears. Thanks, Britney. Hi, Britney. Okay, great. Thank you, Britney. All right, I just want to go through all the new sound effects Brittany, that I have. Do you 
can I ask you, um, do you, do you happen to know anything about... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, you. so Brittany, Brittany just told to me... I improv Brittany anymore. did just tell me that she doesn't know anything. Okay, thank you, Brittany. Which is, uh, it's fine. Thanks, it's Brittany. Whatever. Anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way... Did you me... steal all these sound bites from a different podcast? I did. I did. I at least stole the concept of most, including the Annihilation one, yes. Really? Because they used it a lot just randomly. And I, okay, I, I so that, a... see that? You could that you could have said that because I was confused. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I have no, origi- I have no originality. I don't listen to other podcasts. I have no originality in my club. body. I have none whatsoever. I do. I, I don't have anything. Uh, I make all my I make all my sound bites except for the ones that I don't make. Would anybody else... Uh, does anybody else in our gallery, our peanut gallery, want to comment on um, this happening before we move on to Brookback Mountain. And you did it at my birthday dinner. What did we do? It. I, I want to use I want to use it so badly. Essing DNC. Essing DNC. I want to use it so bad, but I can't. Everybody go find Bi Sister. Everybody need, find the Bi Sister I video. I need by you to go find it. It's so funny. It is so funny. Essing DNC, Tati Westbrook. Everybody look it up. Yeah. This is getting too off topic. We have to talk about more. How dare you? Okay, yeah, we need to talk about Brokeback Mountain. Okay, so, Brokeback for Mountain. those of you who are unaware, Brokeback Mountain is the 2005 uh, film epic directed by Ang Lee. I think it's Ang. Who's Ang Lee? Ang Lee is a uh, famous, uh, it's either Taiwan or Hong Kong director. Okay. Um, for not- notable, most most notable um, outside of the U.S. for films, for the film uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I've seen that. You have seen that. I have not. I'm going to watch it this semester. I, uh, I watched it during one of my teachers in high school put it on oh, when okay. I was a junior. Okay. After it was, and uh, I wasn't paying much attention, but I was like, them action scenes cool. Yeah. Ang, Ang Lee is like a very, a very well known, prolific director. Cool. Um, other things he's known for is the Life of Pi movie. He did that. I hate that movie. Really? I hate that Interesting. movie. Interesting. I hate movies where it's like, can you believe the CGI? Oh, sure. You know? I know what you mean. Well, that's, like that's that. my thing is that Ang Lee has always kind of, at least seemingly, been a director who's like good at like sweeping. Like these big, like, yes, triumphant. which is what but I, guess, I, I think yeah, that's, that's something, interesting. I, didn't I think know that, that that's something that he's also made a move to, like, as he's become a more, like, well known Western director. Because he also did the Hulk movie, which is wild to me, first of all. <laughs> and then he did the fir- basically Joe Alwyn's first major film role, which is Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, a movie that nobody saw, nobody enjoyed, um, because it was, like, filmed in a very specific way where that only certain theaters could play it in it very flopped. specific. Th- it flopped hard. It flopped hard. Oh, she flopped. She flopped hard. But yeah, so that's like Ang Lee's kind of in like a down a downward turn right now, which is fine. But le- no, like he's a very prolific director, um, both here and in China or in Thai- uh, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And it stars obviously Jake Gyllenhaal, but also I'm Heath Ledger. You for that mistake you made about China and Hong Kong. I know. Britney Spears, do you know anything about the? Uh, do you know anything about the drama between China and Hong Kong? Okay, she doesn't. No, that's I don't think fine. Britney knows. It's okay that Britney doesn't know a whole lot. Wait, I do know one thing. Wait, Britney, Britney, how do you feel about Pepsi? I really do like. Okay, it. now we have to keep going. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to talk over Britney, but we do have to keep going. Okay. So yeah, Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, of course. Um, some other, and then some, of course, star turns by Michelle Williams. I think this is a pretty early role for her. I want to say. I don't know. Um, Michelle. I don't know. I don't know. Of course, Anne Hathaway. And then some fun and... cameos by Linda Cardellini and Aunt Anna Ferris and David Harbour. Yeah. So. And what's his face? Who? Who are you talking about? I'll look it up. Who come back to me about? later. I'll come back to you later. So before we get into the nitty gritty of how sad and depressing this movie is, I did want to talk about some some <gasps> fun. Lover album Valentine's Day collection by Taylor Swift. Guys. Guys, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Anyway, I do want to talk about the stupid things uh, that everybody talk, jokes about with this movie before we get into the sad stuff and how much we and how sad it made us. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, Jem. Okay, I have to figure. Randy Quaid. Oh yeah, him. Did you know? I I did look this up. Here's the funny thing about the movie. First and foremost, did you know that Randy Quaid is like one of two Southerners who in this movie. Like actual Southerners. Like yeah. That's well, funny. obviously Heath Ledger Australian. So I guess that's like being a Southerner, He's a but Southerner. before before like Britain. Britain. Um, <laughs> Michelle Williams is British, so obviously not. Jake is Jake is like L.A. and New York. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Anne is New York. Kid, yeah. Uh, Kate Mara is also in this. New York, obvi. Million dollar uh, couch. Million dollar couch. Yeah, everybody's got their million dollar couch. Million dollar couch. Everybody's got their. Everybody's got Organic shoes. Not in this movie, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, so, uh, so Mr. Quaid is literally the only person who was born in the South who appears in this movie Shout as a Southerner, Quaid? which I think is very. What else is he in? He's in everything. I think the name Quaid is in a lot of things, but I don't know if it's Randy. Quaid. You might be thinking Dennis. What's the difference? I don't know. So yeah, let's talk about the first. Let's talk about the first obvious funny thing in this movie. Hey, Jem. Yeah. Do you know that Jake Gyllenhaal in this film bottoms raw with spit as lube and yes. beans in his booty? In his booty. Beans in his butt. Beans in the booty. Beans in the butt. Okay. Bean, bean butt Randy, Qua- Randy Quaid does all the like really uh, does a lot of really bad comedy movies. Oh sure. And just lots every movie, lots of movies, mm, mm. lots of movies. Uh huh. Does everything. Yeah. So did you know that about Jake Gyllenhaal, that that's something I that happens did, in the movie? I did know that. Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. This is the one thing that everybody talks about, about Brokeback Mountain, which is kind of, I don't want to say it's annoying, because like obviously it's like objectively pretty funny. It is um, so funny. But like, yeah, that's it. That's the thing, that's the one I thing. I mean, I have, n- I don't have experience bottoming. Right. But, because uh-huh. I do not, I do not participate. <laughs> I am um, none. I, I kind of like how this is just like <laughs> mounting, but like in a direction that I can't tell where it's go- where you're going with this. And I won't tell you. I but what I will tell that. you is that I am. Uh-huh. Wait, you don't know about me. Is there's a preface to my name? I am Sister Gem, <laughs> or Father Gem. Either. What are you talking about? I'm saying that I've given my body to the Lord, so I don't know anything about. Oh, okay. So you don't know. So you're, so you're willfully celibate. Yes, I'm willfully, willfully celibate. You, Brittany, do you're you know anything listening. about? Do you know anything about anal intercourse? I don't know. Oh, That's okay. God, why do we keep you here? Would um, you split the "You're My Lover" BFF necklace with me? It's thirty dollars. <laughs> I will not. I will not buy that. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Look. I, let, let me see it. It's just that. <laughs> I'll wear both of them. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, that would be so sad. That would be really sad. I have no friends, so I wear the lover necklace no alone. Um, this is an incredibly expensive collection. Okay. So we, I'm so we, sorry, I don't want to talk about Brokeback Mountain. It makes me so depressed. It. We have to talk about it. I know. So we got the bean butt bottoming out of the way. Um, We've covered that. Unless there's anything else you wanted to say oh. about that. Actually, no, there is something I wanted to say about that. Taylor Swift's also selling fuzzy dice. I feel like I have to you, buy that. Them. You might have to get. That must have um, so something, so much something money. You told, that you joked about uh, earlier today when we were in the car together. There's no for, there is no foreplay. No foreplay. Just, just go right straight into to it. raw dogging it as two men in the woods. As two men. Two men. In the yeah. role of two in the, men in, in the, the woods. Role. Yeah, yeah. Raw dogging it. Raw dogging it in the woods. Yeah. That is wild to me. Yeah. But you know, there's something there's something very this is how I know that those two aren't gay in the movie. Yeah. They're not actually gay. And this was gay. not was this written by a guy who gay? Actually no, it was written by um the original short story it's based off was was written by a woman and then the screenplay was co-written by a woman and then a guy. Cool. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out a guy. And Shout a out woman. a guy. Anybody in the club ever been a guy before? I I I have. I, I've been one. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So no foreplay. They just go straight to anal. Do not collect three hundred dollars. Do not. Co- <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to talk go about to, this. Go one. to anal. Do not collect, collect three hundred dollars. Not allowed. 
Um, and it does kind of feel like that's their relationship for the entire movie where they are not, there's no, they just get straight to it. Or if there's foreplay, it's always like jumping into a lake nude. Yeah. Cuddling, kissing and cuddling. Well, I guess that's kind of something, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. I'd say. So we'll get into that in a sec. I do also want to, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, the existence of the original promotional posters for Brokeback Mountain. This is something I had no idea So about. yeah, Jem didn't know that uh, they had a heterosexual bait and switch moment for the posters for Brokeback Mountain, where the, which feature only uh, Anne Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal, and then uh, Michelle Williams and Heath Ledger, and not no Jake idea and, about this. and Heath, you know, the stars of the movie. Super weird, it's man. It's so bizarre to me. And, and I want to know who made that choice. I, like, I want to know if it was, like, prob- was the, the intention to take away from the gayness, or is. was it to be, like, bamboozled? What I think it is. I don't. I think those are for your consideration posters, which is even more embarrassing because you know what that means. What? Those are the posters they submitted to like Academy voters. Wow. I think Man. the way that the way that they're like. What? Are, framed, who won what for the, these awards? I'll by tell you. I'll tell you. So, Brokeback Mountain was nominated for eight Oscars that night in two thousand in two thousand six. It might have been even dare I say the um, movie with the most nominations. Uh, I got free shipping for my Taylor Swift. Did you just buy them? <laughs> I that's what I've been doing this entire time I because I saw things were already sold I love out. That. We um, are Swifties before yeah. we are people. So I uh, yes, I, I I was correct. Brokeback Mountain was indeed nominated for the most awards that night. It won Best Director for Ang Lee. Shout out. Best Score. It's it is really wonderful. It's a pretty good score. It's I I have stuff to say about that. And later. Best Adapted Screenplay. Cool. So Adapted overall, from what? The short story that it's based off. Of. Oh, it's based off a short story. Yeah, Sorry, I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. So overall, I was some things. some not. Awful wins. This is something that I've been dying to talk about since I decided we were going to talk about this movie as like okay. part of like my this? my concept of this idea of Jillin Prestige, which we'll, we, we will follow Jillian through, Prestige. which we we're going to follow through with for the rest of the rest of the month. Um, mm. So, the, I'm just gonna we're gonna cut right to it. Brokeback Mountain lost Best Picture to Crash. The film I've never Crash. seen that movie. I've seen does, parts of this movie. Does something crash. So, Crash is your safe bet, Oscar bait, feel good quote-unquote, movie about racism. Oh, we've talked about, we this, before. Talked about this before. And it's anybody... like It's like a Green Book. Exa- I was going to say, yeah. So anybody who does keep Green up with the Oscars contemporarily, me, it's outright... Well, Crash is outright bad to is a lot of worse? people as well. Is it worse? Worse because of, like, it was made in 2005. Oh, so, I guess that's so, true. So, like, you've got, you've got, like, Sandra Bullock calling people slurs in the movie. It's, like, not great. Why is Sandra... We got Sandra They give Sandy a lot to, They give Sandy a lot of racism Is Sandy in the help? No. Okay. No. Who's in the help? Anne Hathaway in the help? No. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I think, I think, is Alison Janney also in the help? No. I sure? don't think so. We'll look it up later. Octavia won something for yes, that one. Yes, but uh, anyway, anyway, yes. So there's a Sorry. there's a very strong parallel here to me. Okay. A narrative, like an awards narrative parallel between this big towering movie from a foreign filmmaker. I'm putting foreign in air quotes because it's like a weird yeah, mm, yeah. But like, yeah, he's, he's at this point a, a well-known foreign filmmaker who's making like this big sweeping commentary on, not commentary, look into perhaps a, mm-hmm. a marginalized perspective. Yeah, now, a movie about a marginalized perspective. Yeah, marginalized. And, and like, as, and it's as comprehensive as a movie made in 2005 about gay people is going to be, right? Yeah. By people who are not gay. Yeah. This has a very strong parallel to Roma. The movie. Is that about gay people? No, it's about um, uh, indigenous uh, Mexicans. Mexicans. Yes, uh, working at, working for like more wealthy Mexicans. Shout out Mex- Mexico. Yeah. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who is also a big. He did international. He gravity. did the gravity. Um, I've yes, seen that. Yes, exactly. 
And in both cases, it's these clearly, obviously very good and also, like, pretty significant achievements in filmmaking losing out to the safe, feel-good racism movie. I wouldn't call Crash feel good, but it does. It is very like reinforcing this, Guys. like like the white person perspective. Yeah, of like, yeah. racism, racism bad, but yeah. I'm not doing it. Exactly. I would. At never. least I'm not doing it. Yeah. I I now I now that I've seen this movie, I know how to not do it. Yeah. Exactly. That's a bummer. It's really unfortunate. Can I talk it, a little bit? Oh, sorry. Don't you go first. Yeah, I'll I'll end it really quick. Just because it's like it's the same parallel of. Ang Lee wins Best Director in 2006. Um, Alf Cuaron would go on to win Best Director in 2019. It's just like these very, hmm. very striking parallels of like, how did this happen? How did they do this twice? And then also like these big losses of like, you know, I think I Is think there it's a probably... feel-good racism movie this year? Is there the a feel-good racism? Not really, no. Okay. But I think I think in turn the feel-good like po- political movie this year, I'd say, is like Don't Look Up. Oh, that's perhaps. not going to be nominated. It won't. It won't. It, it will probably be nominated for Best Picture, but it probably oh. won't go very far. It almost certainly will. Anyway, what did you want to say? Um, I just want to talk about the movie. Oh like, yeah, let's, let's the get right into the, of the let's movie. Get into the content of the movie. I want to say this might be it. one of my favorite movies ever. Ever. Yes. Wow, we've got two of those I now. I really, really liked it. Uh huh. It. But it's a you know it's not a movie that I can just put on. Oh, of course not. Wildlife is a little bit more easy to watch t- than this, which is funny because they're both sad. I would agree with that, but like wildlife is not necessarily like a it's... slow burn of devastation in the same way that yeah, Brokeback is. it's just more. It's more like a a, a portrait. Yeah, yeah, <gasps> a portrait. Portrait. Just like in the movie. Just like in the movie, they're portraits. They're portraits. Oh, it's God. it's a little bit more sp- specific. Mm-hmm. And uh, commenting on a specific type of relationship, absolutely, yes. and uh, and parent child, and and mm. she, you know, relationship. Right. This is like a this is a relationship, but it's like you watch something begin and end. Yes, what and I, you see the disintegration. So let's talk about this of a first. person. I something that I never really paid attention to the first time that um, I watched Brokeback Mountain, which was probably like two years ago. Uh-huh. This movie takes place over twenty years. Yeah. Okay. I had like no conception of that until I didn't like, know it was twenty, but I knew I was like rough, this is an absurd amount of time. It's over a decade. I'm like this is a long amount of time. And I think that because she's nineteen, mm-hmm. and so he says he's gonna. He probably has that. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Alma Junior. Yeah. At the end of this movie. By the way, there's spoilers. Please watch this movie. Of course, there's. Yeah, no. If you haven't watched this movie, get on that. What's wrong with please you? Please watch this movie. Yeah. You. It's yes, Brokeback it's, Mountain. Get on. Get on. Please with, watch go, Brokeback Mountain. Go on. Go on. Um. Alma Jr. is 19 at the end of this movie. And I'm going to say the year before he gets married. I'm sure he has that kid real quick. Exactly, yeah. So I'm saying, yeah, probably about 20 years. I think a lesser filmmaker and a lesser screenwriter perhaps would have... Neglected that. Not even... I'm I'm going back to this idea of the way that it treats time. Uh It would have felt rushed. But I think yeah, that the way true. that it handles the passage of time is, like, deeply, deeply intentional. Speaking where... of movies that handle time poorly, mm-hmm. a good example of that is looking at House of Gucci. Yes! Where these yeah! massive things, you know you're missing out on mm-hmm. things. And they take too much time on one thing. And not enough on another. And this is another moment that I like about editing, uh-huh. where nothing's spoon-fed to you. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite thing. Like when in this movie? when In any... Yeah. Well, when it comes to editing, yeah. when it's just... It doesn't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't blat. It just like like the first part of this movie. First, I don't know, fourth mm-hmm. is them on Brokeback Mountain. How they meet, how they start their relationship, mm-hmm. and then time just starts flying. Exactly. Yes. And you get it. You understand why this movie does a lot with like the seen and the unseen. Yeah. And the the significance of what we see in like the first, I would say, thirty to forty-five minutes of the movie uh-huh. being just one summer is so insanely well done because yeah. it just like 
hammers into your head that this is the most significant portion of either of these men's lives. Yeah, that that's this, a that great this point. Is, that this is the finger, like the imprint on the rest of these people's that is lives. An, that's for a the very next good point. Twenty, 20 years. years. And until until Jack dies. And so it, of course, makes perfect sense that everything that comes after that is this, like, roller coaster of stuff that absolutely doesn't matter to to either of these people, but especially Ennis. Yeah. Especially Heath Ledger's character. Until they meet again, Mm -hmm. and suddenly it's protracted again. Yeah. And it is so good. And I cannot believe that this is not something you didn't pick up on the first time. What's interesting about this movie is I just felt it was subtle. Yeah. Because, like, yes, there's, like, big shots of what... Is this in Wyoming? Yes. Is Wyoming the other is... one also is wildlife in Wyoming too? Montana. Or is that Montana? Montana. Okay. So Wyoming, mm-hmm. there's big shots, but it's it's kind of just like wildlife where it's like they're there, but it's not like, oh my God, guys, look at them. I it's do. Like, I can agree there. with that. I do think that like it's more so capturing like the beauty of the of the scenery as it is without like as trying to is. say a whole lot It's not like it. when you see, this is not a negative. Mm-hmm. This is not, uh, but like in Pig. A movie that you love. That I will. Compa- I also have another comparison to Pig. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Pig is my favorite movie, mm-hmm. maybe, probably mm-hmm. ever. Um, there's like drone shots above the trees. Nature is so important. Right. It is so key, and it wants you to you know make remember that, the nature. Remember yeah. it. Make that connection uh, to the symbolism. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's like, it's just there. Like it is. It's just very. It's just different. Well, ways I think it's of, also to uh, kind of highlight like. The fact that this only this relationship only occurs because these are two people who are relatively isolated. Yeah. So like like the significance of like just like remember that this is like a crushing almost like a crushing loneliness between these two of yeah, them. Yeah, but but and also, they are together in this moment in a space show, that is like so wide open. They don't show huge shots because these mountains are probably huge. They don't. They show you only small things that that makes it feel more personal. Exactly. And it's like that's what I connect it's, to. It's it intimate more. without being like it's intimate while still being like wide. Like yeah, like, like it, very, it's it's cool. very open. It's very subtle, and I also feel like. Uh, Obviously, there's symbolism in this movie, but it's just everything that happens, you know. Yeah. It's not as heavy on symbolism. It's, it's very easy to understand the intentions. It's subtle without being, like, insanely hard to parse out. Like, yeah. It's, it's, and that's because, like... It's very transparent. Like, if, mm-hmm. you wa- if you watch this multiple times, I'm sure you'll pick up on a lot. Yeah. But if you just you watch really this... You really need to watch it once. If you watch it casually, you know what happens. Yeah. I would watch this again because there's sure. lots... It's very detail-oriented. Yes. Like, the big emotional peak at the end of this movie... Mm-hmm. Is when Jack dies and you find out that he kept this shirt from right. when they fought this entire time. And I remember he walks into the closet and I was I was paying attention. Mm-hmm. I wasn't play, paying super close attention, but I remember my eyes were glued during the first part of this movie. Yeah. And then they didn't stop. Mm-hmm. I, I I had moments where I paused this movie because I was <laughs> things was, were occurring and I was fair. tired. That's fair. I was tired yeah. like a baby. I was tired. I was tired. <laughs> So I was, like, not giving this movie my 100, but there were many moments where it came back and I was like, oh. And so the moments when I paid attention, it paid off. Like, I remember, like, I remember Heath just going, like, God, I, I can't find my shirt. Wish yeah, I had left exactly, my shirt. Yeah. My brain was like, you know, it's another thing. That, like, again, I'm not a film. I don't know. I'm it's not the setup payoff stuff. Setup but it's, payoff, so, so, it's so small. And yet it just, you also, it's so significant. And <laughs> so you didn't need to hear him say that. Mm-hmm. To get it because they show the shirt and they show the blood. Yeah. So you know you know what it is. But I do think that a lesser filmmaker would have like made it like a remember the shirt like like a yeah, worse filmmaker would have like a like, bunch yeah, of flashbacks. Flashbacks. Here's the fight. They were blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, there's it no flashbacks. So much worse. I hate flashbacks. Mm-hmm. It, it I has don't. to be used very very intricate. In, 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 how do you say that? Intricately. Intricately. I, need a, I don't know. In both. 
you're gonna you're we're gonna have some fun times i think when we get to the lost daughter it has too many it's all flashbacks it's a lot of flashbacks it has to be done well i like I'm flashbacks torn. so we're gonna see what happens again i this is what i was saying i like to i don't want things spelled out for me sure i need things to just because i think that's just the biggest problem i have with filmmakers uh-huh. is they think you don't get it oh all the time you do. yeah yeah and so I like when, when people trust their audience and know mm-hmm. that they're smart. Agreed. Or <sighs> not even smart, but like don't need. They just trust your audience to understand, to have something like click or resonate. Yeah, right? which is what makes this movie perfect because like Pig and even Wildlife are movies that I love <laughs> like a lot. Mm-hmm. But stupid Joe who goes to the Marvel movies is never going to have an appreciation for no, them. No, never. But Brokeback Mountain, stupid Joe might like because you... Stupid Joe gets it. There's the en- symbolism there's enough in is it Mountain. forefront. Yeah. There's enough in Brokeback Mountain that is like obvious and yes. evident yes. to kind of guide, a, I guess, a dumber viewer yeah. through these very subtle, intricate interactions, yeah. which I find is such a master, like a masterful way of yeah. handling this movie. And I don't think I appreciated that enough while I was watching it. Me neither. But it is hard, you yeah. know, to get this very good balance between mm-hmm. something so meaningful. With just such precision. Such, yeah. It's There's so, not a yeah. single moment where I was like, this doesn't feel necessary. Right. Um, every It's a movie where somehow every every beat feels significant. And one which thing is that's not a, easy. No. And another thing that's important to me, especially in a movie that's two hours two and hours, 15 minutes, yeah, yeah. which is not super long. Not yet. But it's not short. No. So it's it's, you know. But it also flies by pretty, I would say. I would say so, too. I was, I was shocked, like, once uh, Kate Mara shows up and she's 19. I was shocked that we had gotten to that point already. Yeah, that is... It's that, not, it's, like... I love how they handle the kids. It is a fairly breezy two hours. I like how they yes, handle the yes. kids a lot. One thing I want to point out, another comparison to Pig. Okay. Um, I love in movies when there's a sonic theme. Sure. That is something I love so much. There's this... You studying uh, nothing in musicology or something? I'm studying some tunes, maybe, hopefully. Hmm. Work. We'll see how that goes. You better work. Um, there, I what I like about Pig is uh, in Pig. There's a very small orchestral, super small sound. It yeah. just goes dun dun. That's throughout the movie, and then as it goes along, it adds more, and it's like dun 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 dun. Like it keeps going. Yeah. And something that's interesting in this movie, it doesn't do exactly that, but it has the same sonic. Kind of yeehaw yeah. kind of sound. This is like twang, guitar twang. Guitar yeah. twang. And what's funny about it is it doesn't sound sad. But the more, the more it's, it's only shows up in highly emotional moments. The, it, it keeps getting recontextualized. Yes. In a way that like, and it kind of feels like the meaning. this is what this is my interpretation. What I like because it shows up a lot at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. So it's kind of like whenever it comes back, it's like, oh, this is these are the characters yeah. are being reminded of their time at that summer at Brokeback right, yeah. Mountain. It, like it's all coming back to them. It's very effective. It's so. Ugh. And I listen to it, and I'm like, when I hear that song, when I I would hear it playing, I'm like, oh, something yeah. sad's about to yeah. happen. When I hear it playing, I think I too something am on LGBT is about something to happen. Something LGBT is about to happen in this bedroom. <laughs> on this day. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about the characters and moments in the story. I want to talk about the characters and I specifically want to talk about this phenomenon of like, again, having rewatched this like two years later after I'd first seen it. God, Can I ask is... your reaction to this movie? So here's the thing. Because I am not a gay man and gay cis man, gay cis man, so, and, and you're a cowboy, so. I was talking to somebody. Well-known cowboy. I was talking to somebody who was a lot older than me. And mm-hmm. who had seen this movie for the first time, right? Yeah. Devastating, obviously, for that per- for an older gay person. Yeah. To have to see in like 2005, right? Yeah. 
Because it's still not safe. What I still not safe now. Very interesting about my reaction to this movie, both as a as a gay, but also as someone who like likes to mm-hmm. see that like these kinds of relationships portrayed on film. Mm-hmm. While it is, I think that it is a great movie. Mm-hmm. There is a certain lack of emotional resonance for me. Yeah, I mean, and very I th- different world. And I think what it is is that this is a, a very sensitive portrayal. Uh huh. It is very human, very nuanced in a way that I find, again, for 2005, exceedingly remarkable, right? Yeah. It takes a lot of distance from these two characters in a way that I do not think is bad. But I think to me, the comparison that I had in my head, Uh and you're going to, I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Okay. I don't like this movie. But Call Me By Your Name is, oddly enough, a very significant movie to me. Okay. For no reason other than the way that it handles sexuality Uh is something that I find, I don't want to say resonant, but more affecting. Because it's what you don't, what we don't see, or the way that it handles, like, the shame around, like, youth sexuality, and specifically, like, youth queer sexuality, Mm -hmm. is this very nuanced thing where we see as much as we need to see without it being voyeuristic or fetishistic. Okay. The dis- the, there is a similar distance in Brokeback Mountain that I do not necessarily feel is intentional in the same way, but it feels kind of I like... I don't think that's true. My it... thoughts was like, mm-hmm. there's a very strong distance. Like, one thing that I thought of while you were talking is, like, how there's many moments where I was like, why don't you guys just say things to each other? Why don't we see your emotions like, sure, sure. more? Why don't you say things to each other? There's very, very little well, it's communication. The, it's, the, it's the natural response that any like dumb moviegoer has to watch. It's like, why don't you just talk to each other? <laughs> or it's like, you know, that's not how movies work. I know. Right. But also there's, but there were many, obviously, we'll get in, I want to get into that later. There's many moments where people should have talked to each oh, other like, when obvi- they didn't. Obviously, yeah. Um, but, uh, but when it comes to specifically the relationship between Jake and Ennis, mm-hmm. His name Ennis. It is Ennis. A funny little name. A funny quirky little name. I was not just. I'm not. I'm gonna come back to what I was saying Can't in a second. People are named Ennis. It's like I was watching No Country for Old Men, uh-huh. and it's like Llewellyn is the name of the guy character. Uh-huh. It's in Texas or something. No, it's that's like closer real, to the border. Like, that's not a real name. It was. It was some. It's not. Maybe not Texas or New Mexico. Or you, something. It's like know. you made that up. That's like, not real. This is not a real. People in the South can't sound this funny. Exactly. I think it's also an also movie that takes place in the 70s in Texas. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Anyway, my point is. Uh, I, it, it captures very much how their relationship can't be said and how they can't even say right. things to each other even when they're alone. Right. And I found that frustrating, but that was obviously... But that's true to life. It's like true, true to life. To life. Yeah. It's, it's true to life, and I think it, it adds like this very interesting emotional character where it's like, obviously, how, how do you... Yeah. How do these two navigate this relationship where they, like, even alone, they cannot talk to each other about their relationship? Yeah. They can't admit things. To, like, they can't admit their attraction to each other. They can't be honest about it. Yeah. It is... It's very good... But I don't know. There's just something about this movie, and I don't even think it's the like the the times changing, right? I don't think it's that. Uh-huh. I just think that there is perhaps a little bit of a physical distance that I don't think is bad. That I don't th- even think is. I wouldn't even call homophobic. I just kind of like. No, I'm not saying like. like <laughs> what are you talking about? I think that people would call like. There's a there's a lack of depiction of like intimacy in this movie, oh, right? That enough. that I think that I think that people would like stupider people or people who are like perhaps more craving like vi- like on-screen oh. representation would say was like oh. pointed or like because the actors didn't want to do it, I, which I don't believe. I absolutely disagree with that. But I but what it does for me is there is just like it's something. It, I don't even want to say it's not going all the way, but there's something 
missing here that means that I don't, it doesn't hit in the same way that I think I all, and this, you I need honestly, to see more people doing sex. No, Is that what you want? No, you want to see these no, men doing sex more? No, yes. But like, no, <laughs> I think, no. well, be, I liked it because the moments when they do, it's so powerful. Like yes, the, like, I agree. Like the moment where this is a very famous moment. Yeah. When they the first time they see each other after four years they, and they yeah. just literally kiss they, in the they start making out the like, as if it's a fight. Yeah. And I think it's great. But there's, I think it's a thematic thing. All, what it comes down to is like, some certain some queer movies like deal with male like male male to male sexuality in a way mm-hmm. that, in like in a thematic way that I find a little bit more resonant or more compelling than Brokeback Mountain. It's also a very specific type of instance. It's also it's like a it's not only about like queerness mm-hmm. and sexuality. It's also about masculinity. It's so about masculinity and, it, and almost more than it's it's, it's startlingly sexuality. about toxic masculinity. Yeah, because more than anything. Because what I think this this movie what we don't talk about a lot with this movie is like the way that these women are hurt by this by this like homophobia. And I this, have to and the say something about this. Go ahead and say something about it. Tell me. Tell me. I was speak. bothered. This. I don't know. Maybe this is not relatable. I I don't. I couldn't tell if what was her name? Anne. Anne Hathaway. Not no Michelle Williams. What's her character's name? Alma. Alma. I couldn't tell if Alma was more upset about him cheating and be abandoning his kids or being gay, and that was interesting. I think it was more abandoning the kids. I think at first it was about the cheating. You think? Here's my theory. I think that it was at first about the cheating and the abandonment. Yeah. Because like after a while, it, when mm. when they're still together, there is a very like stark resignation. Yeah. In, in her character. And then once the other guy comes into the relationship, who I do think like, and she's in, and her she's husband, at, yeah, yeah, and she's in a husband. house, and she's probably part of a community. It's it's probably uh, meant to be understood that she's perhaps at a church now, because it's yeah, something that she keeps talking yeah, about. True. That's when I think that it becomes about him being gay. Yeah, I think that's or a good point. Queer in some in some capacity. Yeah. So I I think it, it is a very interesting transition queer. because I do think that it's something that she had resigned herself to, and perhaps she was never okay with it to begin with, which I believe, but. I do think that the, the first, while they are together, it is she a resignation. Him. Yes, she literally needs him as a breadwinner, and he not only is not providing, not providing physically, Anything, monetarily, emotionally. Mon- yeah, nothing. He is then doing all of that for this guy. Yeah, and that's where the resentment builds into homophobia. Yes, that's true. And I, and I think she's a right to be mad about that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe I do. I mean. Yeah, but I that's guess what I appreciate I was... about this movie is that it's, it is very complex in that regard. But it's she's hard not to wrong. Think about. Yeah, she's not wrong for being upset. Yeah, she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the only because thing she was is wronged, like... but it's not her. It's not quite Ennis's fault either. It is the society yeah. that makes them the push so, the men and the law. Blah, 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 blah. You know what if, I mean? Uh, I, I will never be able to be her. Right. Yeah. But I guess I'd just be like. Could you stop and being I, gay and, and take care of my child? Yeah. And I Or still be gay or queer or whatever and, and you can still see this guy just be with my kid. And I love this contrast between her and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Who they're, does they're... not care. Who probably knows in the same uh-huh. way that Alma knows and does not care. Yeah. Because she like what I find interesting about her. And this relationship to masculinity. We learn pretty much a lot about who she is very fast. Very fast. And and, and that character stays pun, the same way. Pun unintended. Pun unintended. Her character basically like hits one beat and stays at it as yeah. the movie progresses around her. Where yeah. she's a career woman. Yeah. She wants the career. And, and the presence of Jake 
is not important. Purely co- coincidental. Yeah. Completely coincidental. She needs. She perhaps needs a kid to make her dad happy, which happens immediately. Yeah. She perhaps needs a husband to look more legitimate as a woman in yeah. conservative Texan society. But at the end of the day, she's out for herself. Yes. She. It's really. I. I love every performance in this movie, mm-hmm. but especially Anne. Especially at it's, the end when she is at her she's blondest. She's on the phone at her blondest. When she's at her blondest. At her blondest. Betraying the brunettes at her blondest. <laughs> she's on like the phone. All the Texas women yeah, do. She chokes Big up. Hair. She chokes up about this man who she also. Oh, she did. Can, I didn't even yes, notice. Yeah. I thought she. I felt it more just like a. Well, I knew this was gonna. It's happen. It's this very interesting layering that I kind of wanted to ask you about or mm-hmm. talk about here. Is she? Is she lying? When she says that, when when she tells um, Ennis how Jack died, is she lying? Do you think she's lying? Do you think that she that Jack was hate crimed? Yes, of course. You think so? Of course. I mean, they show the flashback of him getting beat but up by this but guy. But that's interpretive. I think I, she's. I, I believe 100%. that. I think that, that that's a, re- a remnant of I Ennis's think, trauma. No, I, I don't think, think that it's literal. That's a good point. I don't because believe because the it to only be other time he has a flashback is to that is to that moment where his dad That's showed him. That's a good point. So I, I like that I being left ambiguous. I do not believe that I, it's literal. I do because I can I see think, why, yeah. Because the way it's described is so graphic right. and so unrealistic. It is really... And I think it's supposed I, to be I, a knowing kind of... I see what you mean. And that's why I'm asking because like she does kind of like clear her throat and it does feel rehearsed. Yeah. And I, so I believe that there is, like, it is kind of left up to interpretation. But the reason that I think it feels rehearsed is because, again, like, Anne is playing this woman of composure, right? Yeah. She's playing, like, a woman who has kind of, like, spent her life being this, like, career, this opportunist, this, like, woman who does have to put on these appearances. Yeah. So it does kind of make sense to me that in this moment where she has to describe this, like, tragically specific way that her husband died, which is very out there. Yeah. She does kind of have to be like, okay, we've been through this. This is how it works. This is what happened. Like, that's true. I, so, and again, I think that's the, why I, I think Anne I think is so it, good in this movie. Yeah. As she is in every movie. It's a, I don't think that would have... That Anne ambi- fan club. That ambiguity wouldn't have existed with a different actress. Absolutely not. Anne Absolutely Hathaway's not. Great. Anne Hathaway's Shout great. Shout out Anne um, So good. But yeah, I, I, I do think... I do think it was homophobia... Because I don't think that's an unreasonable dialogue. thought. I yeah. don't think that's an unreasonable thought. Just the way thought. that the way that she described how he died is too impossible to not be. I don't think it's impossible, but, but it like, is specific. It's a very it uh, it's so specific. specific. It's so, and the way it's graphic, mm-hmm. while at the same time talking about like a mundane kind of way for somebody to die, which right. is a car related yeah. injury. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be pointed and be like, I'm not saying that he was, but I'm saying that something yeah. went wrong. I can see where you. I can see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. And I don't disagree, but I do think that it's not a concrete thing. Yeah. We haven't talked a lot about Jake, which is funny because this is the. I love. This is my favorite of his performances just, ever. So far, I would agree. Favorite performance I would definitely of his. Agree. Um, it's because it's like it's like Wildlife in that it's very strong, but unlike Wildlife, where he gets a lot more time. Yeah, Jake he's is, also bet. In my opinion, just straight up better. I would agree. I would agree. He is so subtle mm-hmm. and so. Makes himself out to be such a lovable character, mm-hmm. and you're rooting for him. You're rooting for him and Ennis, and you're yep. mad at Ennis. Yeah. But then at the end, again, because I interpreted personally that he was killed. Mm-hmm. Then at the end, at the end of this movie, you understand why Ennis was like this. Exactly. Yes. And it makes you so. That's what makes me so sad. Yeah. It's like all all Jack wanted was to live happily with and, a with a gal with a gal with a gal pal with a gal pal who was a man <laughs> who is a man, and it could have worked. And that's that's I think the hardest the hardest part is the scene the, well, where, where he visits them know. in Wyoming. 
I uh, don't this, know. The second, the second that he hears they're divorced, he like he hightails it up, and and now mm-hmm. I'm getting a little emotional about it. It could have worked, maybe. I don't. Well, I think that's kind of the statement I took is that it couldn't, because mm-hmm. he started to get. This is my interpretation. He started to get cozy with Stranger Things man. Is he in Stranger Things? Yeah, he is. Stranger do Things we, man. Do we think they they hooked up? I do. I hope they did. I think, I hope they did. I think they did. He's looking very. And he's looking very fine in that one. I must he's say, gorgeous. he's gorgeous. Gorgeous, looking um, fine. Looking very fine looking in very that one. Nice. In that and, cowboy hat and that white suit. And he wants to, they start to be an item because he has to give up on Ennis. He still loves Ennis, but Ennis doesn't, can't do this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so he's finding somebody who will. Yes. And then I think people find out. And so, or at least just assume whether it's. I, think, and, and I, I they, do think that he's probably trying to find someone in town, which is perhaps his biggest mistake. Because you know, or whoever, because he's in Texas. Yeah. And and part of the benefit of him going all the way out to Wyoming is that Ennis is a big guy, which is I think something that is meant to be reinforced um, during the fireworks scene. And yeah. he's a big guy, a big scary guy who will fight for his life at the slightest provocation. Yeah. Because again. That is what he knows. Yeah. That is the trauma that he that he has been exposed to by his dad. Mm-hmm. He feels that he is always on his guard because he knows he's gay. Yeah. And and Jack probably doesn't have that experience, but also so as a result, he's a lot more reckless and a lot less discreet. Mm-hmm. As we see in the Me- in Mexico, he just didn't walk off with a guy. Do, yeah. So I think w- the what happens at the end is just. I think w- this was just my interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's just Jack. Tries to make it work with another person, with Stranger Things guy specifically, sure. okay. because of the way that his parents mentioned, sure. you know, wanting to bring him up for the ranch. Was that yeah? That was a uh, yes. I didn't think that it. I didn't think that it was. I didn't think that they mentioned him specifically. I thought they just mentioned. They okay, okay. Uh, they but they mentioned I somebody. Yeah. They mentioned another person. I. It was. It was this other guy. So and so. Okay. Uh, at least I think so. I, I could be it. wrong. I might have missed that. Either way. Um, and. Uh, like that. And, and so I think the, what the takeaway is is that it could spend, never have you worked. You spend the whole movie thinking about how this could work, mm-hmm. and at the end, this horrifying reminder he that it, tried, could, it probably it, couldn't, it have. couldn't have. They would have died. Sure. They would have been killed. Sure. And that's what made that movie so sad to me yeah. at the very end. Yeah. And, and it's sad. And... and I just think that it this really genius way where it just kind of layers and layers on all of these like issues where yeah. like. And it somehow has like a pretty poignant commentary on all of the on, on this idea of like homophobia. Yeah. Through all these different lenses. And this is a movie that I that resonates very strongly with me mm-hmm. because, you know, commentary on gender and masculinity. Of course, yeah. Love that. Yeah, love it. But also it's a reminder about because I'm sitting here and there's many moments where any many people would be like Oh, this would not happen. It, it would happen. It would happen, and it did happen. And it does and happen. It yeah. Be- and this still exists. Yeah. And even and this is a common thing that I notice, and I'm not trying to go into queer discourse, mm-hmm. but there's a very strong people who grow up in accepting families yeah. and have like accepting, you know, uh-huh. which is good. Would, yeah, objectively. They, yeah. they, I feel like people forget that like being queer is like is it's a ha- huge, it's hard out here, guys. Huge it is still problem. hard out here. In and so many parts of the country and the world. You can't get killed. And, and I think, you know, not to mention, again, very credible site, Crazy Days and Nights. Very credible site, Crazy Days and Nights and blind items and course, celebrity yeah. gossip. There's so much gossip about uh, men being, me, being you know, gay, who's, who's in the closet. Yeah, exactly. Who's bi, whatever. But 
and, and a lot of the times, you know, you can just think like, God, like somebody stupid might think, well, you know, you know, it's you. It's OK to be gay in Hollywood now. They're accepting in Hollywood. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, when you think about Taylor Swift, hi, Taylor Swift, sorry. But if you think about Taylor Swift, if you watch Miss Americana, you see the impact of Hollywood uh-huh. on who people are. Right. And the Taylor end of the Swift day, was scared to say. That she liked gay people and was a Democrat. And was a Democrat. Yeah. And people made fun of that. But I'm like, you live a very different reality than lots of people in this country. Because you don't have to answer to the stupidest people in the American public. Yeah. You don't have to. And I think that that is still this very much a This also exists play. in liberal areas it as well. Everywhere. Of course, everywhere. It is not any easier to be. Well, I mean, it is a lot easier. But it's all, it's like, that doesn't mean it's not hard to be queer out here, especially in a world where you are not accepted. Regardless, like, not just, just anywhere accepted. not accepted, yeah. it's so hard. And I think people who are accepted or don't, at least. Don't get it. Yeah, don't fully they get it. Don't they, get they have it. no conception of what it's like, I think. Yeah. And uh, bummer. <laughs> bummer. Bummer. In conclusion, bummer. Do you want to end on not? Yeah. Do you want to end on not? Yeah. It's such a good movie. I think this is I so good. How good it Everybody is. should watch it. I just think it, it's it's a great movie about just what you're supposed to be as like a as as a as a even just a white even a white guy yeah. like what a white guy in the South yeehaw country yeah. cowboy is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to uphold all of these values, all of these things, and it's a bummer. Dad just said, my dad just said we're spot on. We're spot on. We're Thank spot you, on. Everett. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Do you want to end now that we've done that? Do you want to end on our three stupid questions and then anyway. get out? Anyway, <laughs> now that we're talking about a lot of heavy stuff, let's end on our three stupid three questions. Three stupid questions. Now that we've talked about homophobia, <laughs> let's, queer let's end on whether or not we'd pound Jim, would you go to? Brokeback Mountain, Bearback Mountain with Jack Twist. I would, I would love to be, I would love to specifically be I'm so Ennis. sorry I said that. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> and I just let it happen. Yeah, you did. Um, I just pretended yeah, I didn't hear it. I like it. how I just, we just acknowledged that my dad was listening and then I just said that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I do too. Pound Town with Jake Gyllenhaal and Brokeback well, Mountain. Well, I want, I have gender envy for Ennis in this do movie. You? So okay. I would like to specifically be Ennis aesthetically, not emotional problems, no baggage. <laughs> okay, yeah. No course, baggage, naturally. just Ennis. I just want to look like him and then I, yes. If I was, if I was a bio, biologically, you know, assigned male at birth and then remained male at birth. Okay, yeah. I would like to be okay. him. Um, could, you fix, could you fix Jack to us? Yeah, he's not a problem. You think so? He's not that messed up. Like, I mean, they, both, his... go, they both got big homophobia. I mean, big they have homophobia. internalized homophobia, but if we brought him now and we took him he'd to... Be, oh, he'd he'd, be, we'd yeah. go to San Francisco. And, and he'd we'd... be killing it. Yeah. we'd. So we'd, Ennis we'd... is the one that needs fixing, yes? Ennis has more problems. Could you fix Ennis? I think it would take too much. That's true. Because he had... He watched, you know... And I'm going to ask the obvious, uh, the one that I think has Sorry the most to obvious it, answer. Sorry to keep it to stay yeah. on the depression I'm going to ask the question that has the most obvious answer. Yeah. Could this role be played by Dylan O'Brien? Oh, of course not. I think he could. Oh, you say so it was not an obvious answer. I think, I, I think. I don't think he's, he's not good enough to do this role. I, I wouldn't say. I haven't, and really, I have not seen him in a whole lot. I haven't either, but I th- so I maybe believe, I'm being I, rude. Maybe I just believe in the power of Dylan O'Brien, but I do think he could do it Like if you gave him time. I can't see anybody time. else but Jake in this role. That's fair, too. That's fair, too. I mean, I think it's, in most I, I think roles a lot, I think a, lot of these, I think a lot of these roles are very singular. Not just for Jake, but I think Jake especially in Brokeback Mountain, a lot of these are singular. You can take any role, and then uh-huh. when you put Jake Gyllenhaal in that role, it's Jake Gyllenhaal's, that's Jake. With the exception of maybe the guilty and I hope, the, I hope, I, well, I agree with you so far. Is, is I do hope that, that remains true for the rest of this filmography. I hope so, too. I, I agree with you it's thus far, though. Yeah, because the exception of the guilty, the guilty, bad. Yeah, guilty, guilty bad. bad. Guilty bad. Friends. 
That's enough. We've we've had a very stately, astute con- and sad, sad, sad <laughs> conversation about the world's saddest film, which is Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> this is the world's this saddest film. This is the world's film. saddest film. It's it's definitely up there. So it's, it's definitely up there, and I, it is a bummer. Yeah. So next week, I don't know if this one's a bummer. I don't know what I don't know whole I don't know a whole lot about this movie to be perfectly honest. I forgot which one. It's the it's the one with Amy. Adams. So we're we're continuing the theme of Jill and Prestige. Uh-huh. And we're watching Tom Ford's. That's right. Tom Ford's directed Nocturnal Animals. Tom Ford directed this one? Tom Ford Amy, directed Amy this Adams one. Amy Adams is in this one, right? Including Amy Adams, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, we Michael Shannon, it. and Aaron Taylor Johnson, among others. Tom Ford, the designer, that's right. directed this movie? This is his second movie. What's his first movie? A Bubble single, Boy. A s- <laughs> I wish! <laughs> I wish! No, it's a, this movie he designed Colin, the bubble. Movie with Colin Firth called The Single Man and Julianne Moore. I've never seen. And it. he's gay in that one. Shout out. Shout out, gay people. So yeah, that's our movie for next week. Um, until then, I'm excited to see it. Hopefully I'm excited for that too. I've been waiting to see this for like since it came out. I don't know I just, what it's about. It's pretty wacky. It's pretty. It's kooky, ooky. It's a little ooky, kooky. So until that point, we're gonna go for now. Okay. And yeah. when we're back, we'll be talking about some nocturnal animals, movie. kids. I want to watch Broke Rock Mountain again after talking about this. I don't this. because it makes me sad, but I'm glad that you I'm feel that way. I'm in the mood to be sad since we've right. talked about being sad. All right. Oh my God, do I not get a d- Adam Driver? No, we're out of time. You sure? Say say a, say a sen- one sentence about Adam Driver right now. Adam Driver was in my dream the other night and it was like a fan fiction. I was working on the the Death Star thing that he's, what does he live on? The spooky ship he, he lives on. He's Kylo Ren. And he was in my dream and I worked for it and I would see him and I'd go, oh my God, so cool and sexy. It's Kylo Ren. That was my dream. True story. True story. Okay, that was, that was the Adam, Adam Driver, Driver fan, fan club. club. Nice. <laughs> and this has been the Jake Gyllenhaal okay, fan club. Bye. Wait. Oh. I just wanted to play it again. I couldn't hear it very well. Wait, no. I actually have a different one to play since oh, okay. you um since you uh, did your dream very quickly. Okay. It was beautiful. You did such a good job of expressing yourself. Thank you. Okay, we gotta go. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining.